welcome to the McCall Family Podcast. I am Stephanie, your host as usual, and today I'm here with a McCall family member who has never been here before because she's refused. <laughs> but I actually am researching and did something that she likes. So Kirsten, my other sister, is here. Hello. Um, I knew I'd get her, be able to get her in here if I researched something weird. <laughs> <laughs> Strange and unusual. Today we are talking about a holiday tradition and folklore not common in our area, but has become more popular recently, and we are talking about Krampus. Oh. <laughs> what do you know about Krampus? Um, I know the legend of Krampus, of him being um, somebody who collected little kids and stuffed them in a bag and beat them with twitches. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I really don't know. There's actually a lot of versions of it. Okay. More what? than More than a... The, have you seen the movies? No. Okay, I haven't. I have not. I don't. I don't like those movies. But I, I'm not surprised. I can't sit through the cheesy ones. I like the sci-fi, like Sharknados and like the bad sci-fi movies. Yeah, no, I can't do that. If they make me uncomfortable, hence why I haven't. Yeah. I haven't listened to the show. Is it makes me feel weird? That's a hot take from Pearson. She doesn't listen to us. <laughs> So before we get into the story, I'm going to cite my sources. We got atlasobscura.com, wikipedia.com, thetravel.com, history.com, smithsonianmag.com, and britannica.com. So lots and lots of information. I think it's real popular right now, especially around Christmas. For Christmas, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to be talking about him and actually a couple other creatures of the holiday season. Do you know any? Like, have you heard of any other myths? No. Oh, cool. No, I have not. You got something I don't know about this. Who knew? Well, that's why I'm here. I heard this and I was interested. <laughs> so, we're going to get right into it. Like all legends of folklore, stories vary depending on where the story is being told from and influences from around the world. In our case, the churches will play a part in changing how actual, how he's depicted in some places. Imagine that. <laughs> Go figure. The, the church, right? Nothing against religion and all that, but sometimes religion likes to fit a specific narrative in how the story is told. Of course. Hence why I'm not very religious. No, 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 no. no. I, I like this satanic temple. I love that. The whole, like, the list of, like, tentatives they have. I was actually listening to a thing about the history this morning. <laughs> I, it's amazing. Like, technically they're atheists. Yes. But yep. I don't think it could be a, a satanist just because I think there's more. Not technically that there's nothing. I think there's more. I, they don't believe in anything spiritually. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I consider myself one because it's being your own god in a sense. Like, I control my own everything else. And I believe in energies passing on. So, I'm like, if I put out good, good karma comes back. And that's me in control, which is why I feel like I but, lean towards that category. Yeah, I think I do too. I don't, I don't look at the Bible as a story that is true that it was told. Obviously, a man wrote the Bible. <laughs> yeah, the Bi- I've sat and read through the Bible. It's um, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough to get through. It's interesting. It's interesting. All takes are interesting. I like to pick the bits and pieces of everything. Exactly. Like, I'm get a. I got a um, a warmer. I was telling Hunter or Mum, and I'm making like a little uh, solstice. Oh yeah, pot. you were telling. Yeah. I was there. The simmer pot for the. Good energy to come Yeah, see, so that's it. You bring the energy you want. Yes, correct. And in this this house... We need some good juju. (laughs) Welcome to the winter depression. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
So, where was I? Uh, I don't want to get too much into the church. We'll get into that when we talk about, like, how, what he looks like and all that stuff. So, I know you've seen what he looks like, right? The pictures and yes. stuff? Yes. For those that don't know, I'm going to paint a word picture for you. For an image so you can understand. There are a few variations of what Krampus looks like, but they all center around one bold look with some differences here and there. He is a half man, half goat creature. He is hairy with either brown or black fur. He has horns that come out of his head and cloven hooves. And actually, in some cases, one hoof, one is a hoof and one is a normal foot. What? Yeah, isn't that weird? I've never heard that one. He has a normally long tongue and fangs. Yes, I've seen that. Like, yeah. the go- I feel like the good illustrations of him are like, the kiss guy with the tongue out. Oh, it's so long. It, yeah. Usually it's like twisty. All over the place, yeah. <laughs> Some cases, um, they he has chains around his wrists and ankles. Sometimes those chains have bells on them. Sometimes he has a bundle of sticks. Sometimes he has a sack on his back. Also, in some cases, Krampus is seen chasing a buxom lady. Oh, yes. A big-breasted <laughs> lady. Oh, with his tongue hanging out, so think of that what you will. <laughs> Krampus sounds like he'd fit, like, better into Halloween. Like, the look of him? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, v- a very demon-looking entity, I guess yeah. you could say. The, he reminds me of, um, Baphomet. Yeah. The bottom half is just like a Baphomet. Yeah, exactly. He, um, he doesn't, he's not Halloween. Obviously, we're in the Christmas time. This is the Christmas episode. He is Christmas. And he's been part of the Christmas traditions in Europe, well, not Christmas, sorry, holiday tradition, since even before Christian times. Uh, anthropologist named John H. Hongenman wrote about this. <laughs> the St. Nicholas Festival, what we are describing, incorporates cultural elements widely distributed in Europe, in some cases going back to pre-Christian times. He goes on to say that, Mass devils acting boisterously and making nuisances of themselves are known in Germany since at least the 16th century, while animal mass devils combing dreadful comic antics appeared in medieval church plays. A large literature, much more of it by European folklorists, bears on these subjects. Austrians in the community we studied are quite aware of heathen elements being blended with Christian elements in the St. Nicholas customs and in other traditional literature ceremonies. They believe Krampus, Krampus, sorry, Derives from a pagan supernatural who is was assimilated by to the Christian devil, so he started out before Christian times, and then, much like every other tradition, like it gets twisted into what they need, which would make sense of why a lot of times he's depicted more demon like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The horns, like the devil. Mm-hmm. All this going on, a horn type monster, if you will, was around during the plays and the Hollywood ceremonies, forever. Hundreds and hundreds and whatever, thousands of years. <laughs> See, it's like 17th century. I don't know when that is. Like, I can't, <laughs> is it the 1600s or 1700s? I feel like because we're in the 20th century, but right? Or 21st? First, that we're in the 21st century. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I've always been confused by that because I've heard something, but like, I've always just referred to it as it was, like, yeah. we're in the 21st. But I think, yes, I, th- I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I didn't learn no things in school. Neither <laughs> did I. <laughs> um, so it n- never went away. So it's been before, obviously, before Christian times. And then in the 17th century, Krampus officially like put his claws into the history and stuck with St. Nicholas and the Christian winter tradition from there on out. So 
Christian is like, well, he's he's here, so I guess we're going to have to keep him. Do with him what we may. <laughs> now that we know what Krampus looks like, let us talk about where Krampus started and why he is even a thing in the first place. We don't have Krampus as part of our Christmas storytelling here. Like, no. No. Which is weird because if it started there, a lot of our ancestors are from there. You'd think it would come. Well, I mean, I didn't learn about it until I started reading about the occult and things. And then it started to get popular. Like, more weird things are starting to become popular anyway. So, like... I think weird weirdos are probably like, okay, this is it. We're coming out. (laughs) We're here. Probably. I mean, it's like being in school. I was always a weirdo. I just hid it. I just didn't show it. Well, I always showed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The stories of Krampus, like I said, are actually new for us. In other parts of the world, the story of Krampus is just common as a story of Rudolph for us. Traditionally, Krampus comes around on December 5th as St. Nicholas's dark companion. He visits the house along with St. Nick, but as St. Nick will leave candy and other trinkets for the good children, Krampus was the one to punish the naughty children. Like I said before, he carried sticks. And he would use that to swat the bad children. In some cases, he'd haul them off and bring them down to hell, eat them, or drown them. Beat them with a twitch. <laughs> in some stories, he actually carried a drowning tub with him so he could just drown them. Right, oh my gosh, right I've not heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, so it said the drowning tub would make horrible clangs as he walks along. So he's got to be a big guy. Can you imagine the parents back in the heyday, like, banging, the- <laughs> banging pots and pans, like, you've been a crap at all year, smashing right? them up. <laughs> They're like, Krampus is coming. <laughs> Terrorizing the Just children. Like, as kids with the Santa, you'd, you'd be like, oh, do you hear that right, on the roof? Right. I've been having meetings with Santa all week. He's was going to bed early. <laughs> so also, um, in some stories, like I said, he carries chains. And this is to hit children and then hook them up and drag them to hell. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure what these kids did to have that punishment. Like, you know, it's not like... Don't eat your, if you don't eat your vegetables, crap is going to bring you to hell. I mean, these kids are <laughs> these kids are probably not cutting enough cords of wood quick enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're like... The child labor isn't as good as it should be. This is why we use Krampus, okay? <laughs> In some uh, cases, the good children would get bir- gold birch sticks from St. Nick to symbolize how they were good and keep Krampus away. Mm-hmm. In some cases, uh, Krampus would give out silver sticks to the bad kids. As, like, a warning. For their parents to hit them with throughout the year. My God. <laughs> yeah, right? So, narcissistic parents. <laughs> like I said, Krampus hasn't been known in America. Our family's from the old country. Like, every, like, I just did my DNA test, so I know they're from Greece, England, and Africa, and Asia. Yeah, probably. I am all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm a literally a mutt. <laughs> so, I'm surprised that, like, we haven't heard these, but as religious as, like, Kapuli is and stuff, I would make sense why we wouldn't. Would not. Uh, the Krampus stories originated from the Alpine regions of Europe, which is Austria, Germany, Slovenia, and Croatia. Okay, I was wondering that because I feel like the stories of St. Nicholas, I'm pretty sure, originated around the Finland area. Well, like, St. Nicholas was a saint, technically, right? I don't know. I just put the story across. So I was listening to a podcast and they did like a thing about Santa Claus and how Santa Claus technically could represent the devil because Santa could be an anagram for Satan. Satan, yeah. And what was they talking about? Like 
they just did a whole thing. It'd be interesting, but it would make sense. Right. Um, the reason for so many variations of this is because when the story started, these villages and towns had, like, mountains between them. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's a game of telephone. Right. Pretty much. They're like, oh, you know. And it's like the, obviously the parents are telling the stories. Or even, like, this cousin went over two towns over and told this one, like, you know. The story changes slightly as it goes down the line, but the premise is the same. Be bad, and Krampus is going to get you. (laughs) And get beat. (laughs) So, just like Santa Claus for us when we were kids, St. Nicholas and Krampus was a tool to try and keep kids good. You're good, you get gifts, you're bad, you're dragged down by a goat demon and drowned or beat with sticks. You know. <laughs> Can you imagine if mom told us that? <laughs> Traumatizing. I would trauma traumatize you and Hunter because I'm so, like, my age, by the time you were believing in that stuff, I was not. Not, yeah. So, I'd be like, oh, Krampus is going to get you. <laughs> Um, I really think the origin story of Krampus is actually pretty cool, and I think you're going to like it, because there's an actual, like, origin of him. It's fucking weird and twisted and macabre, and I think you're going to like it. Bring it on. So the name Krampus stems from a German word, Krampen, meaning claw, or the barbarian word, Krampon, meaning withered or lifeless. Krampus is thought to be of a pagan folklore. It is believed that he is the son of the Norse goddess of the underworld, Hel. She is the ruler of Helm, the Norse Norse realm of the dead. She is the youngest daughter of the trickster god Loki, who I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. Hel is described as half alive and half dead. She has a gloomy and grim expression. Her face and body are those of a living woman, but her thighs and legs are those of a corpse, molted and moldering. Okay. So, like, from waist down, she's... She's rotten. So, how she has a child... I don't know if her vagina's rotted. I mean, I feel like it just, like, sludge out at least. <laughs> a rotted vagina. I know a couple people with those. <laughs> uh, it is said she had a son, and that son is Krampus. He, all year he is in Helm with his mom, but one day a year, on the night of December 5th, he is free to wander and punish bad children. So it's not known why he can leave. But that's it. He's in hell, or the the realm of the dead, all year. But one day a year, he can be free. To do his business. Yeah. Krampus has been around in the villages of Europe for basically, like I said, ever. But that didn't stop the church and government to try and ban it. As always, the church is always looking to ban something like Krampus. They have been trying to do it since the, you know, since the inception of him. That is why a lot of people believe there are depictions of Krampus with chains on him. Because the church would be like, oh, he broke out of hell. He's a, you know, he's the devil. He needs the chains. Um, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to try and destroy something like Krampus, though, which is a story that has been passed down for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not like they can stop people from whispering the scariest stories of Krampus to the bad kids in order to get them to shape up. The, uh, he was also banned by the fascist in 1932 Austria. Uh-huh. Right? Which included the Fatherland's Front and the Christian Social Party. <laughs> that stuff. They tried to st- stop any mention of Krampus. They even distributed pa- uh, pamphlets titled Krampus is an Evil Man, which he's not since he's been, but, you know, it is what it is. They did this because they took Krampus as anti-Christian. So it's not far from the church. 
So that group was, I tried, I did research on it, I just was confused. It's just a Christian group trying to get rid of Nazis, basically. But okay. they were, like, super. Super Christian? Yeah. Super, they, were an extre- they were an extremist group. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what was going on, I mean, in Europe and world, during World War Two. There's just a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, a lot of extremist stuff. I mean, right after World War One, everything was basically in shambles. Uh, so that didn't work, and Krampus held on. So Krampus isn't the only holiday weirdo. Uh, La Pafina is an Italian witch who brings presents to the good children at the end of Christmas season. Her story differs, but, um, like, she has a couple of different stories, but one is that she was invited by the three wise men to visit Jesus, but mm-hmm. declined because she had too much housework. <laughs> <laughs> That's relatable. She regretted her decision and now travels the world on a broom bearing gifts as she searches for Jesus. Okay, so do they have Santa? Or is that their Santa? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And you, okay, before we get into it, I watched a TikTok of an Italian guy. Have you seen it? And his wife is. The wife with, that messes with him? I, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but. She <laughs> plays him the uh, Italian Christmas donkey. So he's like, he, Christmas yeah. music, and then she puts it on, and he's like, what is this? <laughs> he's all offended by Wait, it. He's like, so we don't have no Christmas donkeys. What is this? Like, yes. Yeah. And there's, I watched another video of them going to Olive Garden. And he, like, it's obviously it's a setup video, because it's like a close-up of him doing the, the, the Italian thing, fingers. Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing. I haven't seen the ending of what he thinks of it. I'm sure it's real Italian. <laughs> uh, other stories that have her originating in pagan rituals that predate Christianity. So it's like a lot of these are before Christianity. Yeah. So, us Greekies have one too. Agios Basilis is basically the hairier version of Santa Claus, and I can say that because I'm Greek. (laughs) (laughs) So don't come for me. It's a beauty standard, okay? We all be hairy. We are hairy. Doesn't matter how diluted the blood gets. He delivers gifts on New Year's Day, which is also the feast day of St. Basil, or Basil. I don't know. It's spelled basil, but with an accent, it'd probably be basil. 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 Yeah. Agos (laughs) isn't the only Greek Christmas season visitor, though. We also have troublemaking elves or pixies, and to protect your family from them, you have to keep your fireplace burning from December 26th to January 6th. And me and Hunter were talking about this. Greeks don't, like Greece doesn't get snow, right? It's a basically a hot island. Is it? Did you look that up? I did not. Me and her because for some reason I feel like I thought it was like basically a Caribbean island. I mean, why else would we have dark hair and eyes? Mountains throughout Greece are coated with snow in the large image. Oh, okay. So like sometimes the mountains get yeah. snow. But the I'm mountains like, get snow. So it's, you're, it's, it probably doesn't get too cold to have your fire burning for a freaking week. Right. Yeah. Right. I know. We were talking about that. I'm like, Jesus. Does it make sense? Um, we also got Joel as Vernier, also known as Yule Lads from Iceland, because Icelandic words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> they bring gifts to good children and rotten potatoes to the bad Yummy. They are said to be children of mountain-dwelling ogres named Freyla and Lepaladui. They eat naughty children, and 
their parents eat naughty ch- children during the Christmas holiday. And I was talking about this, and I'm like, rotten potatoes. So, as Santa Claus is, they, um, obviously it's us giving them presents. Right. So, for I'm sure it's the same thing. So, our parents getting rotten potatoes and waiting to give their bad kids rotten, rotten potatoes. potatoes. I mean, granted, we've never gotten coal. No. We have not gotten coal. There's got to be a story of somebody getting a rotten potato. <laughs> right, yeah, a rotten potato instead of your orange or something. But, I mean, it seems like every tradition, there's a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah. There needs to be. But, I mean, I guess Santa, for us, was always the good and bad. Like, he was the end all. Like, he was either going to be candy or coal. Yeah. So. But. You need these... a bribe and a threat. Yeah. <laughs> in these holiday traditions, it seems the bad guy will always eat the children or beat them. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, if we didn't have it as bad, Santa wasn't going to eat us. <laughs> I feel like there was more children and a higher or a lesser mortality rates. The parents just went to the extremes. They're like, you're not good. You're going to get beaten by grandpas. <laughs> So, in the end, Krampus prevails. When the story, first stories of Krampus came about, there wasn't uh, any way for people to have, like, a good look at him. So, he was basically like a faceless boogeyman. Kind of like the Tooth Fairy. You never know really what the Tooth Fairy looks like, but they had a job, and that was to take your teeth and give you money. Right. What the heck is she doing with her teeth? I don't know. I always picture it as a sketchy looking thing, but, right. like, as a child, I don't remember. I watched, um, used to watch Face Off, which is like a movie FX like yep thing yeah and they did that like the dark versions of stuff and the tooth fairy had like teeth coming like it was creepy but like I said he had a job and that was to scare the kids so that they would be good the very first images of Krampus came about in the 19th century when the artists were hired to make postcards and so in this case the artists were hired by cities like Little towns didn't have the money to hire artists to make a postcard. So usually it was in big cities. Mm-hmm. And the stories are, got diluted through time. So since then, the Krampus festivals or Krampus runs have been going on in Europe. So they've been going on forever. So like, think about it. Kids' parents would dress up in like animal pelts and have twigs and horns, like whatever they could find to get the image of Krampus, Krampus to their kids, like, way back in the day, and that's how it all started, of what he looked like. You, that would be so much fun, though. Like, yeah. I like to do that extra stuff for my child, so, like, <laughs> be all about that. It's, an, it's a new, it's another... be out there with an animal pelt. <laughs> yes, it's another excuse to buy one. Like, back in the day, be like, honey, put that on the bed when you're done. Keep, exactly. you, keep us warm. Go kill that wolf. We need his skin to scare our kids. <laughs> So, um, actually, as you said, we said in the beginning, like, it's coming here now. So, actually, New England has a ton of actual Krampus runs. Runs, yeah. I've seen, I've seen more publicized things about it, like, the past couple of years. Like, Vermont has one. Of course they do. Which is weird, because I feel like Vermont's really uppity. Sorry, people. People, well, they are, I love you, Christine, but they are, like, uh, granola y, but they're free spirits. Okay? They're free spirits. They're free spirits. So that stuff is fun. Like, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> so, um, the stories that come from Europe about these Krampus runs, like Americans that have been there and witnessed it, they just do it. They people dress up in Krampus and they'll fuck with anybody. 
that's not part of it. Like the they'll clown go, thing? <laughs> swatting people. Yeah, but they go for the legs. They, that like, doesn't matter. No, you have to, like, run to get out, <laughs> get out of the it's way. Point, but, yeah, it's, like, hundreds of Krampuses dressed up, fucking with everybody else. So it's either you're in or you're out. And yeah, if you're no. out, you're going to get attacked by Krampus. By Krampus, yeah, no thanks. So, is it, like, wait, is it, like, the run with the bulls? Basically. Like, people against people big, dressed up like Krampus? Pretty much. It's pretty, like, it's a big festival. Like, shit goes on. It's fun. So... Like I said, it's like a pop culture thing now, too, with the movies. Mm-hmm. There's a comic book, horror movies, TV shows that have Krampus episodes. American Dad, I guess, had one. Um, My Pretty Face is Going to Hell had one. Well, and you're also finding, did you know, um, our, like, my generation, probably between your generation, has gone up in religious spikes, but broader religions? So I feel, Yeah, I feel like, like the Satanic Temple is getting broader now yeah but it, but also with that it brings people to look up other folklores of like different places and different things and where they want to grab it from i like, think like pagan and like witchy stuff is coming back into play now oh big time yeah oh this is nothing to do with this yeah but did you hear you know the west memphis case right yes. west memphis three so the sheriff that was a part of their case resigned very quickly because stuff was found like they um they found uh all the evidence that was missing. missing yeah so um Eccles posted he's like we're getting somebody in to test all this to figure out who really did this right so yeah as soon as the stuff was found he resigned so there are, so we got, should be getting some updates soon some real updates on something yeah i mean i i don't think those three did it no and I feel bad because um, they took an Alfred plea, which is basically saying, like, I know you have enough evidence to bring me to trial. But I'm not admitting it, right? After, yeah, after he was in jail for how long? I don't know. He I was don't in remember. solitary for a long time, too. So he has to wear uh, sunglasses because his depth perception is all messed up because he was just staring at a jail cell for so long. Well, you know, we had somebody who worked for us for a short time who was in a jail cell and did solitary. When you turn off the lights on him, he would, like, lose it, like, crying. Lose it. But so, I mean, like, jail will mess you up. Yeah, and he was in there for since he was, what, 16 years old? A child. Yeah, the yeah. community lost children and then lost more children. Even the families of the kids were like, we don't think they did it. Yeah. No. That's sad. It would be nice to know, actually, who did it. Right. But, yeah, the sheriff immediately resigned. As soon as stuff came out. Well, I mean, and they what, have the what else do you do? Try to be like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> he, Eccles said his lawyer was in the evidence room and saw everything. It was in there, like, looking at the stuff. Because, I mean, they're going for, like, obviously this was a cover-up. Right. So they have the ligatures and everything there. So they can touch test for DNA. Mm-hmm. And if these kids want that, I know one of them actually died. But... If they want it, like, no, test that fucking DNA. I know it's not mine. Then, obviously, they didn't do it. And they want to know who did it, too, because they could probably get restitution for that shit. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they spent their whole adult lives in jail as far as, yeah. like, so far. Oh, because they were black and were Satanists. Yes. Mm-hmm. Meep, meep. Yes, I wear a black. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's mainstream now. Krampus. Sorry. Back to Krampus. Back to Krampus. Um, I need to talk to somebody about this stuff, because... My husband don't give a shit about true crime. True crime, no. I talk to mine and he just kind of zones right out. And I'm like, but did you know? Exactly. 
So back to Krampus. It's a lot. It's mainstream now. And I think people are looking, like you said, for alternate ways to celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Christmas is great, but there's more. Why is Christmas even about? Because it started with a pagan ritual. Right. Like, I want to go back to the real roots. Back in the days. Back in the days. (laughs) So, that is it for our Krampus episode. To celebrate Krampus this year, pour some snops in a glass because that's what's customary. Did you know that? Well, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I will not be. (laughs) But I hope you enjoy it. But that's what, uh, that's what you like, you leave cookies for Santa and apparently leave schnapps for Krampus. For Krampus. Well, hey, I mean, you want to get them a little bit nicer for the night, I guess. So keep the fireplace roaring to make sure your kids, um, so the elves and stuff don't bother you. And make sure your kids have been good all year or else they might be taken by holiday ghouls. And keep the twitch by the door. Yeah. Also, if you're a buxom lady, watch out for Krampus, unless you like that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening, and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, I know. I want to remind everyone to like and follow us on all social media. Facebook is the Macaw Family Podcast. Instagram is Macaw Family. TikTok is the Macaw Family Podcast. Also, rate and review us on all listening platforms. Apple and Spotify both have ways to rate now, so that would be amazing if you guys could do that. It helps us out a lot to get if it's higher the rating, that more people will see it. Have a happy holiday and always stay spooky. Bye.